Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. In today's Truth Minute, we'll focus on the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And it reads, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. There's an old saying that asks, If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? No one respects a task that is half finished or poorly done. That's why the Bible calls for Christians to engage all things with excellence. In Paul's letter to the Colossians, he instructed the church to approach every task as if they were performing it for Jesus. To do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 verse 17 means our labors will be consistent with who Jesus is and what he wants. It doesn't matter if we are taking on a large product, project at work or scrubbing the floor at home. We should give our greatest effort and do the best job we can. Our best work shows we care and want to contribute something valuable rather than just getting by with bare minimum. Welcome everyone to our amazing Truth Podcast as we are excited to begin this new journey for this month, at least the month of November, where we'll be talking about uh, the importance or the value of fathers in this community. We are excited about this topic. It's a, a topic that has been requested for. Uh, a lot of people have uh, brought up their attention that why not talk about this and especially knowing the fact that uh, statistically mm-hmm. uh, this is an issue. This is an issue. You look at, uh, you know, incarceration, rates of incarceration. You look at, uh, uh, you know, kids growing in homes without their fathers. You look at uh, the, the traditional roles of fatherhood. Uh, and I know we have some statistics that we'll get into later on. So we are excited about this and uh, we want to welcome you. Today we are blessed uh, to have some guests. And I want to introduce those guests who are here with us. My co-host is Kenan, and uh, with me, I have my brother here. Uh, please go ahead and tell us your name and uh, why you are excited about this uh, conversation. Uh, my name is uh, George Migiro Ongaro, and uh, I am a father of four strong boys, uh, ages 11 uh, through 17. Awesome. So you you are a father of four strong boys, and that's why it's important for us to have this conversation because it, it will tell us or it tells us about the uh, how do we nurture the next generation of 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 the boys. Uh, we also have another guest who we'll be bringing here shortly as uh, they introduce themselves. But as we do that, we want to jump into our um, 
current affairs. There's a new segment that we started from last week. Those of you who followed us in our podcast. Uh, so I want my next guest to introduce themselves, and then we will jump into our uh, next segment of current affairs. Hello, yeah, my name is uh, Eric Makua. I'm really excited to be here, and I want to let you know that I'm a father of two boys. Old one is about uh, is 18 years old now, and the other one is 15. Awesome, yes. awesome. So we have two fathers here who are raising boys, and I think one of the reasons why we have these two fathers is because we mm-hmm. want to raise the next generation of boys, uh, of fathers, if they want to be. You never know yes. <laughs> if they want to be, right? We can't make those assumptions. Uh, Kenan, yeah. what's going on in the news? So we, there's a new segment called In the Loop. Yep, In the Loop. Yourself, are we in the loop? So we have an election yes. going on right now, and we... We just wanted to take time and say, you know, the, I, I saw a post that says that whoever wins, mm-hmm. we are all friends, uh-huh. right? Stay yeah. calm. We are all friends. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to pick your brains on that in uh, just one minute. What what what's your takeaway on uh, this election process, and and just just a general overview on what's go- or, or what's what's going? Are you feeling? On? What's the highlight? Yes. In a minute. As we welcome our viewers, uh, as they warm up to the discussion, who wants to go first? Uh, thanks for this uh, opportunity to share my thoughts. Uh, the U.S. went to elections this past uh, Tuesday, and uh, uh, it was an uh, election that was eagerly awaited all over the world. And as you can all uh, imagine. Uh, waiting for the last two days to know the ev- overall winner of the, the presidential race. It's uh, giving a lot of people frustration, frustration <laughs> and anxiety. <laughs> so we, we, we hope things cool down and are settled th- so that uh, uh, people can go on with their lives. So you want to get back to the normal life, yes. right? And let's keep on moving. All yes. right. Uh, Mr. Eric, how about you? How yeah, is it affecting you? You know, it's uh, not really affecting me, but I'm excited about uh, elections uh-huh. because in every democratic nation or country mm-hmm. who believe in the rule of law mm-hmm. have to go for elections, yeah. be it four years or mm-hmm. five years, and uh, which means the citizens have the right to choose the best person who will serve them, who will uh, adhere to to what they believe and uh, they promote manifesto but uh, here in the u.s well uh, this system has been there for many years so so at the end of the day as much as there's this uh, tension uh, the temperatures are high at the end of the day we'll get the best Mm -hmm. person who reached 270 the person who reached 270 at the end of the day he becomes the president yes yes that's it yeah and one thing there i say is that uh this election has shown how polarized mm-hmm. our nation is. Yes, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. We are divided. Mm-hmm. We are in midst of being polarized. Mm-hmm. And I hope that whoever wins mm-hmm. will bring us back together on the same table, agreeing and disagreeing on issues, but still, we are still brothers and sisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's what democracies are about. I, I appreciate I appreciate all your views. Let me, let me bring this home by full circle by saying that... Um, you know, it's the beauty of the freedom of choice that, that, that is not only given to us by, by governments, mm-hmm. but, but every human being 
and created by the, the, the supreme God. He's a God who gives all the freedom of choice. He can't force you to do what you don't want to do. So I, I just want to remind our listeners and everyone that remember beyond the elections, there's life to live. The neighbor who's next door to you, you might borrow a loan more from him or her. You know, the person who's sitting next to you at work. But especially, you know, uh, the people of, of the faith need to lead by uniting and bringing people back together. Not at the expense of democracy and freedom of choice, mm-hmm. but doing it with the intent of showing people how best we can do or, or what that looks like. So I we just wish and hope for the best. The elections have not been announced. And so we are here to say that uh, may the best candidate win. And hopefully by the time you listen to this podcast, we'll have a new leader and we're back together, rather sitting on the same table. So that was in the loop. And the question I ask is, are you? I am in the loop. Are you I'm the not loop? living in another world. Amen. I'm here let's in this country. Exactly. Now let's 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 transition to our conversation for today. Fatherhood. Fatherhood. We are talking about fatherhood. Kenan. Are fathers really important? That's the question we're let's, let's ask. Let's are they are they really can we do without them? Yes. yes. Is is it a must that we have them? Before we do before we dive into this conversation, I have uh, I think we should start from a statistic statistical point of view. Yeah. And I have a few just a few statistics here and I'm going to uh, cite where I got them from. So I'll we'll, like some social statistics. It says that 43% of children are without a father. This is uh, from the U.S. Census Bureau. And 90% of runaway children and children that are homeless are from fatherless homes. Oh. That is it from the National Institute of Justice. Those are just two from the social aspect. From the education aspect, it says 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. That's from the National Principal As- Principals Association report. The ninety percent of child of teenage repeat offender arsonists mm-hmm. are from a single mother household. That's Psychology Today, nineteen eighty five. Health wise, say sixty three percent, sixty three percent of youth suicides are from homes without fathers. Wow, that's the, from the U.S. Department of Health. And eighty five percent of children with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. That's the Center from Disease Control. So. We have a we have a fatherhood crisis in America. Mm-hmm. If 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 the fathers perhaps would have been there, those numbers would probably be lower. Yeah, we're assuming. We're assuming. We're not necessarily saying that that's what's going to be the case. So uh, th- thank you for thank you for thank you for that. Let me ask the, let me ask the gentlemen, all of us now, with the guests and all of us. How do you define fatherhood? Who's a father? <laughs> Let's begin from that. We can talk of a topic that <laughs> we don't know what that, that is. How do you define fatherhood in your own words? <laughs> well, according to me, the understanding of father is is a person who is a male. <laughs> okay. And okay. any any person, any male can be a father. Okay. Mm. But uh, it takes someone special to be a dad. That's what I see the difference between a father and a dad. It takes someone, anybody who puts on a, uh, who is a male, can be okay. a father. A- anybody with the ability to 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 to, to, to fertilize. To, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> right. the that's the right word. Yes, yeah. can be procreate. Procreate. There you yes. go. <laughs> procreate. <laughs> there you go. Can be a father. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I I take that back. It came out the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> procreate. All right. So yeah. anyone. Who can procreate can be a father. Can be a father. Has the potential of, of being, being a father. father. But now it takes a special person uh-huh. 
to be a dad. Okay, so there's a difference between a father, father and, and dad. dad. Yes. All right, we'll, we'll come to that. Let's yeah. hold on to that. Let's hold on to that. <laughs> George, what's your definition of a father? A uh, uh, father is uh, a male uh, in the home. Okay. Uh, where a home is made up of uh, a woman, mm-hmm. men, and if they are blessed children. Uh-huh. So if there is a man in the home mm-hmm. and he is a parent, uh-huh. he is called a father. All right. Yes. K- Kenan, do you agree with those definitions? <laughs> I, I I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> do you? I, I, those are, I think... Oh, they, oh, I oh, think let me ask you di- differently. Can you be a father without having procreated Yes, you can be a father. We have uh, adopted fathers mm-hmm. and to who have adopted children and uh-huh. they are called fathers. Yes. So to me, a father is someone who uh, takes the role of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't even> <laughs> <laughs> a person who takes the role of a, of a dad All right. in, in a family. You, you have to define this dad. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we're confusing th- these two words, father and dad. What, what, let me ask this. Let me, let me ask. I'm gonna probe this further. Mm. No, what what do you think? What, what, do, you what do I think? Yes. What do you think? My job here is to hold you accountable. <laughs> 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 I, I think for me, father goes beyond procreation. Exactly. I, I think that there are people who have uh, uh, procreated, but they have not been in the lives of their children. So in that sense, they they are there, but those children have not been fathered. They have not been, yes. you know, uh, um, yes, they've not been father. That actionable mm. verb, it's a doing word. Now we move from father to fatherhood, where it's actually more than just, yes, I brought you into this world, but now I'm going to father you, to mold you, to help you become a better person, hopefully, in society, according to what I understand. Ezra, I, I just, I, I looked up father. You had to Google. I had to look up father. What does <laughs> what the, the, the dictionary definition of a father? It says that it's a man in relation to his child or children. So mm-hmm. it's a man in, in relation. relation to yeah. yeah. So if if it's a man who's not in relation, <laughs> it doesn't qualify. To no, no, I, I I think I, I don't think it means in like in relation it talks about like a relationship. It uh-huh. says a man or oh, in, in relation. relation to okay, in relation his children to. as uh, his child his child or children. So a man mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. to his children or to his child that's who a father is. You, you know, it's important that we define this because mm-hmm. there are many people out there who have procreated, have kids, many kids, mm-hmm. but are they fathers? Yeah. You know, are they are they are they fathers? Mm-hmm. And, and and especially in the in the in some cultures, you have the more kids you have, the more children you have, the more you feel the authority of being a man. Mm-hmm. Your your manhood is measured by your your manhood is measured by uh, what? By number of kids that you have, yes. So, so as we define these, then you might have societies. You might have people who don't have their own children, mm-hmm. but in the lives of other children's lives. So, are they fathers between the two? So, I think right, that is right. why it's important for us to define these, so that we can be able as we, as as we discuss this. And we're not saying our definitions are right, but it's good to get everyone's perspective. Yes, no, go ahead. But, but, but I, I like the way George said. I like the way George said it a male in a home mm-hmm. in a family because uh, they, they are, they, there is a, the father, mm-hmm. there is the mother, mm-hmm. and the children who makes a family. Mm-hmm. So 
when the father is a, in the home, mm-hmm. you know, is the one who takes the the full responsibility mm-hmm. of uh, nurturing. Mm-hmm. And that's why according to your definition mm-hmm. is a person who has a relationship. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a relationship mm-hmm. without that symbiotic understanding. Mm-hmm. In terms of yeah. nurturing, right. care, mm-hmm. modeling, mm-hmm. and even uh, even uh, in terms of uh, of course uh, of imparting wisdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I believe uh, when it comes to, and that's why I said in the very beginning, it takes a special person to be a dad, mm-hmm. and it makes a difference here between a father because they are runaway fathers. Mm-hmm. But when you are at some home, people, some people have called them dead, dead, is it deadbeat? Deadbeat fathers. Deadbeat fathers. Oh, the yes. deadbeat. Yeah. I've not heard about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the title. That's a, uh-huh. a lingo that when you're called that as a, as a father, uh-huh. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yes. Go yeah. ahead. I'm and, sorry. And, and I think uh-huh. to, to add on that too, there's when you say a relationship, I will go, come to you. When you say a relationship, I think there's those uh, relationships which are not defined as such, but there are people who have father figures mm-hmm. in their life. They may not be related to them. Mm-hmm. Someone may be looking up to someone who mm-hmm. is a father figure to them. They mm-hmm. may not have a relationship as such, but they have there's that connection of a father in their or, life. Or, if, or even you look at institutions where maybe the procreator, mm-hmm. <laughs> the male, the father, yeah. right, died at an early stage. And was not there in the lives of these children. And you somehow find that these children gravitate towards another male figure. Maybe it's an uncle at home. Maybe it's a leader in the community. Maybe it's their teacher at school who gives them that nurturing that they they tend to need. So I think we're all in agreement. Uh, George, you want to say something? Yes. Uh, In addition to what uh, you have all said, uh, a man in a, a home relationship uh, is an anchor. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to bring that family together so that, uh, uh, for example, in times of storm, mm-hmm. uh, the family is able to be around this anchor mm-hmm. so that uh, they are able to be protected mm-hmm. or feel that nothing can go wrong mm-hmm. when they are anchored mm-hmm. All right, around this male person. Okay. Thanks. So I think there's a couple of things that uh, are coming up here. Let's let's anchor this conversation a couple of things. We're not saying that um, a home cannot be successful without the presence of a, the women who have done a phenomenal job and who continue doing that. But there is there is as a society when you look around men as a whole. There, there seems to be an absence of, of, of uh, or, or especially in black cultures. Let's talk about, you know, being practical in black African-American cultures when you look in the U.S. There was a, almost, when you read historically, they say there was almost uh, an intentional um, by design to try to eliminate the male figure in the family because that disorients and completely messes up with the family structure and how everything operates. Now, we've said that, yes, Eric, and then we we'll go to the next one. As much as the, father, the mothers have done their part, mm-hmm. there's also, if a, a male figure who happens to be the father is absent from home, mm-hmm. the child will grow, mm-hmm. but he will miss some aspect of his growth. And, and which we can also say vice versa. If a child grows in a home where there's no mother, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They are also going to miss some of those attributes that you've brought to the table. Right. Let me let me you you're both fathers. Yes. Actually all of you here are fathers. <laughs> you know, you're procreated. Let me use that term. Now, let me bring this back home. You especially George and and Eric, your fathers of of um boys. Of boys. Talk talk a little bit about that. You know, let me ask you, George, and uh, I hope you don't mind me uh, probing a little bit further because uh, we've had some conversations around. You've raised boys for a while, even by yourself. Yes. How was that? Uh, it is uh, a challenge. It is a challenge. Uh, especially when you are a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, a father is one that is going to have an impact mm-hmm. in the life of uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they grow, they are going to look at you as a role model. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boys will always want to be reaffirmed. They always want to be assured that they are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So as their role model, uh, you see, the, the, they are seeing other people out there. Mm-hmm. And they want daddy to be like the other people or better. Mm-hmm. So here you have a challenge because you have to keep up to those standards mm-hmm. uh, so that the boys are uh, sure that they, they are having a, a good role model at home. Okay. So, uh, Eric, you're raising two boys. How is that? How has that been? 18 years, almost going to college? You know, even before I answer that, uh, when I was growing up, I looked at my father to be the best role model. Mm-hmm. I am a person who believed when I was growing up, my father could beat all the fathers, all other could could fight all the fathers of mm-hmm. in, in the village I grew up, uh-huh. and I knew he was the best person in everything. You looked up to him. I in looked all up aspects. to him in all aspects, and he nurtured me mm-hmm. in the right way. And I said, "Well, I will reciprocate that to my boys." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just the other day. I had the boys, one of the boys, the big boy said, well, when I grow, uh, uh, he's soon going to college. He <laughs> said, when I go to college, I would like to do theology like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was a big amen for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, because before then, I had sat down with him. I said, "Can you, which career do you want to do in school? Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to do this and this and this and this. I said, choose whatever you want to do. But I never influenced him to do theology. Mm-hmm. But he came and told the mom, mom, when I go to college, I want to do what dad has done. Mm-hmm. So I came to realize that I've been really impacted. Yeah. His life. Did, his so, life. So you're For him, yeah. That, that was a reflection of, 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 what, of what you have or what you wanted your child to have. I mean, it's a reflection of your upbringing I've and what you wanted for your and child. And of course, he has observed me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I have, he has observed me working with him for the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. I've taken care of him. We've sat down. We've talked. I've, uh, I've wrestled with him on the, on the carpet. We fight. We see this is how men are, the strength, and see this is how we, I go to the gym. Now I've seen them going to the gym, and I love, I love vehicles, cars, and they see they have to having the, some affinity towards the vehicles, and uh, there are some important things I've talked to them. One thing I've always told them, hey, men, I call them now young men, respect women. There you have it. <coughs> there you have it. Uh, Kenan. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, let's, let's go back. Why did we have, why did we get back to this? Why was this topic relevant and practical to, uh, for us to talk? 
I think a couple of things is that um, there's a vacuum. There seems to be a vacuum. And if we don't start having these conversations, we're going to find ourselves in a society where we don't have uh, role models for the young men who are growing up. Mm-hmm. And when we start having that vacuum, the statistics that you read become a reality become to us. Right, yep. They become that, you know, uh, you see a huge percentage of them ending up in incarceration, a huge percentage of the young boys ending up in uh uh, with social disorders uh, and, yeah. and uh, health disorders and all these form of disorders. Uh, and, and mainly because there is no that fatherly figure or role yeah. to them. I, I, I want to say too that when you ask why, I think um, we've seen that there's a lot of social... Um, I think the morals, the morals that we have as, as a society are, are kind of diminishing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we cannot fix a whole society, but mm-hmm. we can start. And from one of the most pivotal points we can start is from the home, mm-hmm. and where the kids are taught this mm-hmm. moral vice, like uh, Erica said that, you know, re- respect women. Mm-hmm. You know, if you respect women, yes, I know we know there's domestic abuse that affects men as well, but one of those moral issues would mm-hmm. be like there'll be decreased mm-hmm. domestic violence. And so and if and fathers I'll do I'll that, I'll be curious right. to see how many people who carry domestic violence. Maybe that was a part of their. Right. Upbringing, childhood upbringing right. that yes. they saw in the homes, maybe the father abusing right. the, the mother, or right. and, and that's become now the way they know how to become a husband, how to yeah. become a that is you know, how you treat a woman, how you treat a woman right. is molded at home. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask, let me ask the gentleman, what are some of the hardship that fathers face that make it hard for them to be fathers? Mm. Wow, to be great fathers. Uh, one one of the challenges that us as men face in this society, mm-hmm. uh, this is a society that um, uh, praises uh, instant gratification. Okay. So uh, as the kids grow up in this uh, society, I mean they they know that uh, things out there in the world are to be done a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a child turns 16 years old and they want that special birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the father had uh, uh, plans or uh, had uh, a budget for something else other than a special gift that the child wanted. Mm-hmm. So here, the society tells the child that your father is supposed to provide for ABC. Mm-hmm. And here is the father who, is not sup- uh, who doesn't have the resources, have the resources uh-huh. to, to support provide. ABC that the child wants. So it becomes a challenge. It's like now the child looks at you like, y- you are not a father enough <laughs> because so you are not providing for what I want. So society has defined what the father should be doing or and one of it should be called the material provision and all these things. And when you fail as a father to do that, your son, your child might look at it and say, so-and-so's dad, so-and-so's father does this, my father doesn't do this. So you feel like you have to mm-hmm. provide those needs. Okay, so provision. Eric, what would you say is the one of the hardest challenges as a father, fathers are facing out here? As for me, I think even uh, before we see what is the hardest challenge the fathers face, mm-hmm. I believe that uh, the fathers uh, need to have a, a fatherhood network. Okay. Mm. To me, that's where 
I, I, it should start. Okay. Mothers have their own network. Mm-hmm. Mothers have their own circles in the churches, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the communities and wherever. They go and compare the notes. Mm-hmm. When they find a challenge, mm-hmm. they meet and they, they share talk, the notes. They share the uh, challenges. But for, 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 for fathers, uh-huh. they don't have, number one, even them, they did not, most of them, we don't have the mentors mm-hmm. in this society. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, some of, maybe of the mentor, of our mentors maybe are, are in jail. Right. They have, they have, fathers die Died sooner than them. later. Uh-huh. And uh, so we don't have that circles of fathers where we can meet mm-hmm. and compare the notes. Uh, even the fathers who've gone before us mm-hmm. just to leave a, a leaflet to us to, to share. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, I find a lot of, you know, pressure within me. Mm-hmm. And when my son comes to say, Daddy, I need this, I, I become puffed up. Mm-hmm. I say, don't you see that I'm working so hard? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm the provider. Mm-hmm. I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. So, so you end, take it out on so, the kids. So the, the pressure is on me. So mm-hmm. if you're not careful, you may end up actually venting up towards the, ki- the kids. And uh, the mothers should uh, the mothers should understand this. All right. Yeah, they so, should. Mothers so also should understand. I, this. I think I think we're about to go for a break. But before we go for a break, let me let me highlight these two points. Yeah. I, I think one thing that I'm hearing is that, mm. and I'm curious, Kenan, yeah. how many men actually go for let's say counseling? Like you know, women, you probably Ezra, say the number I, is Ezra, high. I, I, yeah. <laughs> how I, many men? How many true. fathers will show up and say, even "I came here because as a father, I'm struggling." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, 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 one thing I wanted to add too is that. One of the problems that we as men face as mm-hmm. we go to break is that how the media has portrayed mm-hmm. fathers to be. Uh-huh. You know, like you said, father is a superhero. Uh-huh. Father is a father macho who, man. Yeah, he's a macho man. Uh-huh. But there's some fathers who can't sensitive so nurturing. They have to live up to that standard it's hard and expectations. And and there's other issues too that you know uh-huh. there's there's single parent households. There's yeah. divorce that yeah. affects you know co-parenting issues. Co-parenting. Right. Uh, all that. I think we're getting fired up. We're getting started. This is going to be a long month. George, say something before yes. we transfer to the break. Uh, I like what Pastor just said, mm-hmm. that uh, women folk have their way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Men are a little bit timid. Uh-huh. Women are organized. So women are more organized. <laughs> uh-huh. Men, I do not want to show weakness. Uh-huh. And that is what is we are facing uh, in this country as uh, immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman would call another woman and tell her their problems. Their problems. Yeah. But I will die with my problems uh-huh. and because I don't want to be seen as somebody who has failed in my household. Uh-huh. So in that way, then my morale of even providing for my family uh-huh. goes down. Okay. And so then we start conflict at home with my, fa- my family. I, I think men naturally don't want to share their problems generally as men. I don't know who taught us this thing. I think a lot of cultures that you go around, you find like that's they, they tend to act tough, right? Two, I also think that um we're not in touch with our emotions. We're not very much in touch with our emotions. And if you do that, your kids were looking at you. <laughs> Eric said that he looked up to his father. Imagine if he saw his father crying. Yeah. <laughs> the men that he had seen as the strongest <laughs> in the community, in the society. Well, it even traumatizes yeah, <laughs> him child. as a young man growing. Our listeners, uh, as we told you, this is just the beginning of, uh, I think, a four or five part series that we'll be doing on fatherhood. We're excited to have our guests today, two gentlemen who are raising son, uh, sons. And um, uh, we're excited about their insight, the experiences that they're sharing with us. We're going to take a break and then we'll be back as we continue with this series of uh, fatherhood.
what to look forward to in November? A lot of things. Next, we are looking to have sons to come and sit here. Today, we're hearing the fathers. We want yes. to hear what the sons will say. Yeah, so <laughs> it we is want one to thing yeah. of how you see right. yourself versus what the sons actually say. So we are excited to have, uh, in the future, we're looking to have sons mm-hmm. who will come and, and daughters, you know, uh, talk about their fathers and the experiences with their fathers and compare notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also have one series that will mm-hmm. be coming where we will have a parent yeah. uh, and, and the son, a father and the, 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 the child, having a the child or the children, mm-hmm. you know, have that conversation. Yeah. And then we will also be uh, uh, talking about uh, the next steps, yes. resources for fathers and how we move forward. So where, where, where can you find us? You can find us on uh, Facebook. Yes. Facebook page, The Amazing Truth Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us, you can listen to us on Spotify, The Amazing Truth Podcast, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And you can visit our website as well at theamazingtruthpodcast.org. You can also find us on Instagram. We don't post a lot of photos, but we are there. We are, we are, we <laughs> we are, are still there. Yeah, we 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 Ezra, Ezra is camera shy. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also no, want to tell our viewers, our listeners, that um, please connect with us. Send us your, uh, send us an email. Uh, what is our email handle? Our email is uh, amazingtruthpodcast at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. Send an email. Have You have questions for our guests, you have questions for us, send an email and you can also comment on, on Facebook and we'll get back to you. Give us feedback. If you'd like to sit in this table, oh, yeah. be our guest, let us know. Give us the topic and we'll be nominating a few people who will be our guests yes. to come yes. and be here. So uh, we're excited about what's ahead. And the Amazing Truth Podcast, Real Issues, Real Talk. We are back from the break. Uh, exciting conversation. Men don't want to talk. Mm. Even here, we are forcing them to talk. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is not a natural thing. So we are, the question is, what are some of the hardship that, that fathers face? Ezra, uh, yes. I, I, I want to share something that I read. This is an article written by, uh, uh, it's from Parents Plus Kids. Mm-hmm. And I'll put this link as well downstairs. And they, they, sh- I, uh, they, they said something very interesting. I found very interesting. And when, t- when you talk about media, I know we grew up watching TV, and there's this, there was this show called The Fresh Prince of Bel. Fresh Prince, right? uh, Bill Cosby, yes, family friendly right. shows, and you see, see the father in you know, that was portrayed in those in those in that show. Yes, he was wise, uh-huh. he was strong, uh-huh. he was emotion, he had emotional control, and he was present in the family. Yes. Now fast forward to our current television, you know, shows. Uh, there's 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 a show called Family Guy, uh-huh. The Simpsons. Yes, The know? Simpsons. Yeah, and. What it portrays a father to be is is dumb, mm-hmm. weak, <laughs> emotionally unstable, and passive and uh-huh. uninvolved. So again, ha- is that a true reflection? Is a, is, is a true question? Is that a true reflection of who fathers are in this society, or is that what we achieve to be? L- let's let's pick it up from there. Yeah, maybe maybe let me reframe that question this way: Who defines? What a father, what should, a father be should be, or how it would look like, right? Because you seem to be suggesting that a f- fresh prince—that is the ideal standards of a father—versus the Simpsons—is not the <laughs> standards of the father. Who defines what a father? Yes, the, the the standards, the expectations of a father. Who should, you know, for me, mm-hmm. as a Christian, yeah, as a Bible believing Christian, yes, 
I be, strongly believe that the Bible mm-hmm. defines who a father should be. Okay. From the very beginning. Uh-huh. The father was designed or rather created to be the head. Mm-hmm. Is the is the is, is the pillar of mm-hmm. the family. Okay. Is the one who the, the uh, strategize how the family mm-hmm. should look like uh-huh. and where it's heading to. Yes. So so if I need to understand the trajectory of a f- of, of a father is and where the family is going, I go back to the Bible. All so right. I think uh, to answer your question in simple language as a Christian, yes. the Bible. All right. So for you as a Christian, what if you're not a Christian? No. George, what, what is what <laughs> Yeah, let's go <laughs> who, to you. Who defines a father? <laughs> who defines the <laughs> what a father? What a father. Uh, I think what uh, Eric has just said, uh, a father is one that opens the world to the children. Okay. He explains to the children mm. what the outside looks like, uh-huh. unlike the inside okay. at the home. Uh-huh. He is supposed to instill discipline uh-huh. to the children. Uh-huh. Uh, this can be a little bit tricky because <laughs> in this society uh-huh. uh discipline can be misconstrued to mean abuse abuse but but, but let's 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 pause on that point i'm not, i'm sorry to cut you every culture disciplines yes. it's how that differs yes. you know in an african home discipline is akin mm-hmm. actually it's what's acceptable that differs that differs yeah. but <laughs> discipline <laughs> is a human phenomenon exactly. that you want to be it's a universal <laughs> thing so i think we agree on a father as i think what i'm hearing you say is that discipline now the question is how <laughs> what does that look like per culture okay go ahead i'm sorry that i cut you there i mean th- there are a lot of things that fathers do to the home i mean in their homes yeah. or to their children mm-hmm. uh, for example for girls mm-hmm. uh, when the f- child uh daughter sees the way the father is treating her mm-hmm. when she grows up mm-hmm. and she thinks of having a relationship in life mm-hmm. she's going to look for somebody who is going to be gentle mm-hmm. and caring to her mm-hmm. not the rough guy ba- based on what love was ex- at home at home yes let me let me say this i was having a conversation with teenagers you know i love working with these these young people and i uh some of the young ladies told me i don't want we don't want to get married we don't want to get married and ask them why say this is now the definition and i want all of us to get this because these are ladies young ladies who are coming from homes and so their reasoning as to why they don't want to get married is based on the things that they have seen at home and here some of the things they said men cheat so why should i get married if all men cheat you know when you say all you're pre- pretty much almost suggesting your father because you probably don't know all other <laughs> all these are possibly i'm not saying that's the the rule yeah and one one young girl said i don't believe there's any man who does not cheat including you <laughs> pointing at me <laughs> i say that's, that that's a girl who said that's that a young girl who said that i don't believe there's any man if they have not cheated it's a waiting to happen so that is the f- picture that they're seeing of 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 men so going back to the point that a man at home a father at home is supposed to be that role model not only just for for the boys and the wife how you treat the women 
in your home dictates what the children say. Let me ask this question, feminism. Mm. Feminism is an uh-huh. you know, me too movement. Mm. Do you think men have played a role for us to see as such a huge arousal of me too movement? Men, uh, you know, women protesting against men. Do you think us as men, now we're talking about men, but let's go back to uh, tying it to fatherhood. We have contributed to that. Or do you think that's just in its own making? Well, uh, I can say it's both ways. It's both ways. You cannot just blame one aspect. <laughs> okay. And because the, the women are a little bit louder, uh-huh. it, te- it appears that uh, they have been uh, offended more. Uh-huh. And especially the statement you've made, these girls, they have said that men cheat. How do they know what cheating is? Maybe they've seen at home. No, they, they have seen or they have heard. Or they have heard. They have yes. heard from home. Yes. Maybe from their mother. Or maybe their friends. Or so, friends. Or, or, they, they, yeah. maybe even the mother at yeah. home. They said, all these men are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't believe in these men. Yes. And because these kids are hearing this message from home, uh-huh. and maybe there's the absentee father, yes. they take it as a gospel truth. Okay. You see, uh-huh. and as a result, the, this uh, uh, girl, mm. when he, she grows up, mm-hmm. she grows up with that mind uh-huh. that I cannot trust men. But it begins yeah. with the skewed, the version, skewed version of, of how men are introduced because in their lives. Because these men maybe might have cheated the mother. Yeah. And the mother came and generalized. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, maybe it's not from the home uh-huh. uh, because uh, popular culture uh, wants a perfect a society uh-huh. a perfect family yeah. which does not exist okay uh you, nothing will be a hundred percent at home yeah there are going to be disagreements uh-huh. uh, there is going to be uh, when people are people not are in good disagree, mi- yes. people will conflict conflict yes. and sometimes you don't even feel like you are you want to talk mm-hmm. but uh, the media mm-hmm. the tvs mm-hmm. the social media mm-hmm. all these uh programs mm-hmm. are trying to portray a picture of perfection perfect, perfect perfection home. there is no perfection in human life mm-hmm. you can only try to do the best mm-hmm. and uh y- y- you you can't even get close to being 90% mm-hmm. there are always flaws human beings are flaws okay yeah but, but Kenan, and go ahead. I, I, I just to, I, I agree I, with I want you. to push back on some points right. here and I, I want to agree <laughs> with you that i mean Nobody's perfect. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no, there's no human being who's perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think the girl has a point, though, mm-hmm. because predominantly that is what she's observed, mm-hmm. or that is what she's seen, wherever mm-hmm. be it in media, be it from hearsay, be it from friends. Mm-hmm. But the the true question is, how do you change the perspective? I don't want you guys to answer this, but how do you change the perspective of that young lady towards who men are? Mm-hmm. That is that is the the mm-hmm. the, the main. The main point you should focus on: How do we change the perspective? Now, of that? But we can yeah. change before we find out before the problem. The problem is <laughs> so exactly. now this is why I'm, I'm 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 bringing this point here to say that. Is it possible? Can we? Okay, let me not say. Can we agree? Are there fathers who are abusive, men who have been abusive? Yes. To their wives, to their children. Yeah. Are there absentee fathers? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Sure. Are there uh, as the system? worked against for whatever reason. Possibly, yes. When you look at the African culture, African-American culture, man, you will see that incarceration cases numbers are high. Mm-hmm. And some people argue that that is strategically and intentionally planted there. So when we start seeing that all these things are there, 
shouldn't there be an arousal to say that we need a generation and a breed and t- type of men that will help repaint this picture that has been painted negatively that is affecting the younger generation. Honestly, where we're heading right now, the younger generation, you know. Yeah, that is a very good, a very valid point. I strongly believe that change begins with one person. Mm-hmm. Two people. Mm-hmm. The way we are. Mm-hmm. If we want to change mm-hmm. how the perception looks like of the people perceiving men, mm-hmm. we should uh, start doing the best modeling at home. Mm-hmm. And even in society. Some if, people might uh, don't even have home. but you just know, it, 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 Because I believe charity begins at, at home. home. Okay. At least by changing mm-hmm. uh, with, your, with your children, mm-hmm. your boys. Mm-hmm. Be there for them. Mm-hmm. If there are school programs, mm-hmm. go with them uh-huh. and go and see how they are playing the games. Yes. If you have a daughter, as a father, mm-hmm. be there. Embrace and say that, my daughter, you are beautiful. And uh, you Aff- are so wonderful. Affirm them. Uh, yeah, affirm them. Yeah. So that when they go out, they don't hear that I affirmation from another man on yeah. the street. And then you start chasing, who's this man coming after That's my the, daughter? Because you've never affirmed You have never affirmed the young it, man yeah. who's affirming her. And, and now you're mad about that. Ezra, I, I want to I wanna highlight there's something. You mentioned the Me Too movement. And I think we we, we shouldn't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's an organization that started to raise awareness on very serious social issues that mm-hmm. women are facing. Mm-hmm. And I think... Are those problems caused by men alone? No. But I think they they highlight where the deficiencies of men are. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's where we're seated here. Mm-hmm. To, uh, uh, so that no, there's no other me- movement that starts because men are causing you know, this a much. A part of the problem. A part of the problem, exactly. So I, I think that uh, whether we... Uh, now, the truth of the other side of the coin is that there are men who are suffering. <laughs> there are fathers who are suffering. Soon they will start to meet too. I don't know what they will call it. <laughs> but there are fathers who are yeah. suffering, right? Yes. And I think this is real talk. We're not just here to talk about the flaws of men, mm-hmm. but if there are men who are suffering mm-hmm. and fathers who are absentee, not by choice, mm-hmm. but maybe by circumstance, how do we help or, or what is a platform for them? How do they, you know, if you get my point, yes, how, George. How, how do we get men out of their cocoons and their cocoons. be vulnerable? Yes, we need to be vulnerable and yes. talk about these things. Yeah. Maybe he's an absentee father, not by, not by they don't know how to. They, Eric, you said they, they don't know who to vent to. Yeah. So, you know. Yes. Well, in, in this society, it looks like uh, it's set so that uh, the child and the mother, for example, are are given more economic power mm-hmm. uh, unlike the fathers. So it, it becomes a little difficult for the father to assert their authority at home. But, but, but I, I want to push back a little bit on that. When I look at Caucasian families, that's not the case. When I look at Caucasian families, you'll likely see they are going to see sports. With their, right now, most fathers are seated watching elections counting and telling, <laughs> and there's a father out <laughs> watching a game <laughs> with their children, right? Uh, is it possible that we are also, I'm not a father, so I'm, I'm going to be hard on you guys, <laughs> but is it possible that there are priorities that have been misplaced in one way or another? Ezra, uh, yeah. before George speaks, I want to highlight, I, we, we were raised in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is gonna be a, it's gonna be a light moment, but it's serious. We were we were we were we were raised in Africa, right? right. And I know in Africa, <laughs> I've seen my 
fathers, I want to say, say my dad, but fathers, when their wives are going to give birth, uh-huh. they drop their wives off from the, and leave. And they leave. They so never go to the... They, <laughs> never, they never see the birth of their children. Uh-huh. Here, you're encouraged to be in the room. Mm-hmm. So this absentee fathers... It begins at be- birth. <laughs> <laughs> For some places like in Africa, it begins from a very, very early age. Yeah. Right from birth, literally, uh-huh. that the father... Isn't there? Why do you think it's important to go see when your wife is giving birth? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is do one you, of the most beautiful moments. You think it's one of the most beautiful moments? I see Eric shaking his head. You know, yes, I, I, I went, uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> you don't want to go back. <laughs> I won't like to go back because uh, I didn't. W- love that experience of course i i enjoyed when the baby came yes uh, and that is not our culture <laughs> no no that's not you know but is it know, important no, no it, it, well, you know we, we we have come to this society and we are embracing everything but let me ask a question no, no. Let, that's what, yeah. let me ask a question uh, yes. eric is it wrong Ro- wrong <laughs> yeah to go to the, the birth yeah, the, center. Yeah, it's not wrong, but... Okay. Uh, but, uh, w- w- <laughs> but for be, your I, preference and your culture, you feel y- like y- it's not something you're raised with. It, it's a very... It, that that process is very respectable. Okay. And it should be done mm-hmm. with the people who are qualified to do that. <laughs> <laughs> not me, I'm not. But okay, let me, let me bring it, George. Let me bring so, it, George. Uh, <laughs> the, the reason as to why we have a lot of problems in this country, those of us as immigrants, is... There is a big conflict mm-hmm. between our beliefs mm-hmm. as we grew up mm-hmm. in Africa mm-hmm. and what the society here expects of us. Mm-hmm. While, as uh, Eric says, uh, in Africa, sometimes, not sometimes, I never saw my father hold my mom's hand. But in this culture, it's encouraged that you hold your wife hand and you walk side by side. <laughs> in Africa, my <laughs> mom will never walk ahead of my dad. My dad will always walk ahead of her. So now let me ask you, how did that shape you who you became? Do you hold your wife's hand? Is there something uncomfortable? So, you know, uh, me as an individual, uh-huh. uh, there are a lot of things that I never wanted to do as my father did. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I charted my own Path. Journey. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell my boys. Mm-hmm. I will I always tell them, mm-hmm. you will always be Manuel. Mm-hmm. You'll never be Evans. Mm-hmm. So I encourage mm-hmm. them to be who, who they, they are, are who they were good. born. Yeah. Yes. If you try to copy another person, you will not succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that is what is is is, is eating us mm-hmm. from the inside. Okay. We have come into this society. We want to copy from A to Z. So here, Ezra, Ezra, let, let me speak now. George and Eric are a kind of, I don't want to say that we have, a, we are, there's a generation difference. The, the, the generation gap. You said we are a little older. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I want to say though that I think from coming from a standpoint of being a younger parent, mm-hmm. the, the experience of being in the hospital, seeing my children getting born, mm-hmm. was, it gave me that sense of responsibility mm-hmm. you know i knew this is my child i've brought this child into this world you know you grew and up I, so right. instantly and and I, I, so your father did not know no 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 again again this is why <laughs> yeah, this is why so Go ahead. It's, it's so it's different when they say uh, it's different holding hands i mean f- i've i didn't see my parents doing that you know and like it's 
it's not that I'm doing it because I'm I'm imitating, mm. but I think there's a sense of the kids we are bringing up, especially yeah. in this society. Yeah. They ne- I think I feel that they need to see that they need to see. <laughs> so you're doing they it for your see- kids, exactly. Okay. I'm doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, partly. <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing it so that they you're can modeling see. love. I'm more exactly so yeah. that they can see that this is affection. Mm-hmm. This is how. Affection a man, my, for my daughter, I'm mm-hmm. saying this is how a man should treat you. Mm-hmm. She hold your hands, open the door for you, do this. Wow, you know, okay. she needs to see that because right. if she doesn't see that, uh. she's gonna, like you said, she's gonna see something else modeled. Let, let's let's bring this up. Let's bring. <laughs> I, I think I our time is coming up. Let me let me bring us. Let me bring us home. I told you, it's good. listen oh. us, listen us. I told you it was going to be heated here. There is <laughs> battle of cultures. Yeah. There is battle of values. Mm-hmm. There is battle of principles. But there's the reality that all are fathers. All are fathers. And all are raising children. Yes. And at the end of the day, mm. you might do it differently, but the biggest question is, how that will that impact your children in the long run and who they become? We might disagree on what we can or cannot do, but I think okay. one thing we agree is that there is a need of the presence of fatherhood, of fatherhood yeah. in the community and at home at large. So now... Uh, uh, viewers, listeners, I wish you were here to see the fire that is talking here, to see these fathers <laughs> raising hands, wanting to counter each other. This is why fatherhood is exciting. Is exciting. If there are men out there who are listening to this, it is important. This is a very important topic. Let me ask one question as we start winding and bringing this home for part one. Season one, right? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask this. When all is said and done, if I was to ask your children, what type of father you are? <laughs> what do you think? They, how would they define you? Wow, wow! How do you see yourself? How do you grade and rate yourself? And and, and again, I don't want you to be so pass. I don't want to stoke fires when you go home, <laughs> but just whatever you can feel comfortable to share. And even if it's not you, maybe share some values that you've seen and heard from other children that they say they would like to see in their fathers. Don't worry, we won't verify. I think my <laughs> my boys will say that dad is caring. He's caring. And uh, daddy looks for our welfare and to the future of our lives. Mm-hmm. I think my boys will uh, affirm that. Awesome. That's yes. good to hear. Fathers, ask yourself that question as you're listening. What will your children say about you and the role you're playing? Eric. You know, uh, when I came to this country in answering your question, mm-hmm. I was told that uh, here, the first person who should this society listens to it's a, a child, mm-hmm. a woman, mm-hmm. a dog, mm-hmm. and a father, <laughs> the last number. But uh, I refuse to accept that narrative. Uh-huh. I said I will be the head of my house. Uh-huh. I'll be the father uh-huh. who will be loving, uh-huh. who is always there for them, mm-hmm. who's caring, mm-hmm. who's the provider. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. And I believe that if, if you, they get the opportunity to, say, to come here, they will... Affirm that. Now, uh, let, let, let me say this. Thank you. Thank you, fathers. It's good. You know, we don't get to hear yep. this side of fatherhood. Kenan, what would your son say and your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think my, my children will call me the, a painter. Uh-huh. <laughs> they you see you why? painting right. a lot. Because I'm painting, they, their, their minds are canvases. Mm-hmm. And this is something I like. I, so I, I'm trying to paint their minds with good things, positive things. Mm-hmm. And they'll also call me a trainer. I like to train them mm-hmm. in, in good things, in ways that they can, you know, grow up and learn. Mm-hmm. Of course, if I'm training and I'm I'm a bad trainer, that's what they'll 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 grow up knowing. So that's I think and again, loving, caring, providing. 
those are some of the things that I think my children, I would like my children to call me. All right. Well, listeners, this conversation is far from over. It's just getting excited. Uh, the time has flown by. But I want to remind our listeners, I know ladies where you are, you're probably itching. You want to counter some of the things that were said. Don't worry. You'll have your chance. And there's You'll a, have there's, your time. There's a lot more you would have. There's a lot there's more a lot, that we'll yeah, be covering yeah. as we continue building on this series. But we want to say again, those statistics that we began with Kenan are valid, are real, are numbers. I just got a text today, uh, this, uh, today from a, a, a friend of mine who said that, did you know November is National Adoption Month? In Hennepin County alone, there are over 1,500 kids in the foster care system and 130 kids waiting to be adopted. Just in case um, the rest doesn't matter. And this person was talking about, you are a father, but you're not only a father within your confines of your house. There are many children out there. You don't have to adopt them. But what kind of man are you out there? What kind of role model are you? There is need of a role model of men. Yeah. And as we bring this to an end, I want to give each one of you a parting shot, moment for a parting shot. And then after that, we'll come and leave it on a spiritual note as we close this off. So let's begin with who wants to go first in relation of the, con- we, we, in relation of the conversation we've had. Uh, fathers act as a role model mm-hmm. to their sons. And uh, through it, we are seen by our children on how we portray, how we act towards them mm-hmm. and towards their mother. Mm-hmm. They get hold of that. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very important. Your action speaks louder than words. Mm-hmm. And I also agree, I'm not only a father to my boys, mm-hmm. but I'm also a father to those who come into contact with me. Mm-hmm. We have children who have no fathers. Mm-hmm. I father them because it raises, it, 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 it takes a village to raise up a son. Yes. I should take that initiative mm-hmm. to bring up that son in the right way. Awesome. So it's a joint effort for us to change the trajectory of society in a positive way. George. As a man of faith, uh, uh, I believe... To train a child, you must start from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Proverbs 22.6 says, uh, I might not say the exact words, Paraphrase but it. Yep. Uh, train up a child in the way you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And when they are old enough, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bible is um, a manuscript mm-hmm. or... Uh, a guide on how you can raise up your children. Be there for those children because the world will be open to them through the father. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will instill discipline in the children if you are there to see how they grow. Mm -hmm. You will be able to provide whatever you will be able to provide. Mm -hmm. Let them understand that the world cannot provide for everything. Mm -hmm. They will always get some and some they will not get. Mm-hmm. And uh, be a loving father and to their mother. If they realize you love their mother, mm-hmm. they will love you to death. Mm-hmm. Great words, great words. Yeah, you know, we began by saying it takes someone special to be a dad, a father. Mm-hmm. 
And I think we are, we can all be special in a way, mm. special in a way we mold our children, special in a way we mold that fatherly figure. And one thing we highlighted too is that for me, the takeaway for me is men need to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. There's men who want to be fathers, mm-hmm. cannot be fathers. Mm-hmm. There are men who are missing the well, role of men, fathers. Men who want to procreate, to procreate but cannot procreate. Cannot procreate. Yes. Or men who want the opportunity to be. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we said women are organized. Mm. Men need to be organized. We need to allow ourselves to be open-minded, to talk about, if I am struggling with something, I can call Ezra and say, Ezra, man, can you hold me up? Mm-hmm. That is where we need to be because then if we, d- we have a generation that doesn't support one another mm-hmm. as fathers mm-hmm. or as men, mm-hmm. I think we have a lost generation. Thank you so much. I think as we bring this to an end, I want to finish by this quote that says, the desire of a woman is to their husband. It's taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 2. And uh, when you think about that, it, it says that all of us have a desire and a longing to be loved, appreciated, celebrated. A child who's born does not know anyone else or anywhere else that they can get that. And whatever we mold in our homes, in our families, is what shapes what the generation of the future will become. If we are absentee fathers, we're going to have a lot of men who are going to grow up with the the perception that it's okay to be an absentee father. And that is if it's by choice. Mm -hmm. But if it's not by choice, please know that there is a responsibility to build the next generation. We want to stop here for today. Yeah. But the next episode, we will be bringing in sons to share with us what their perception. They're not fathers yet, or maybe they are, because maybe they're taking, you never know. But what is the expectations? What is their uh, uh, analysis? And then at some point, we'll come back and have the fathers, sons and daughters to continue this conversation. Listeners. Thank you for listening to us. If you have any questions, any comments about this, please go to our Facebook page. Gi- give us your feedback. We'd like to take in those comments uh, so that we can be able to uh, bring content to you that is uh, 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 of good quality and value in whatever we are doing. Thank you so much for listening. Ken, and take it away. Well, here we are. We'll see you next week as we tackle yet another important episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listen. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.